Hello and welcome to the Easy Agile podcast for 2021. Each episode, we talk with some of the most interesting people in tech, in agile and in leading businesses around the world to share fresh perspectives and learn from the wealth of knowledge each guest has to share. Talking all things from building authentic workplace cultures to implementing agile, women in leadership and mindset. We have some amazing guests lined up this season, as well as trialing some different styles of conversations, and we can't wait to hear what you all think. So if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. Let's jump into this month's episode. Well, thank you for joining us here on the Easy Agile podcast. Here in Wollongong, things are a little different from when we last had a chat. We've since been put into lockdown as part of the Greater Sydney region. But I am delighted to bring you this podcast from here in Wollongong and also maybe helps ease some of those uh, lockdown blues that you might be suffering if you're in the same part of the world as I am today or if you're in another part of the world that is maybe in the same predicament that we find ourselves here in Wollongong in. So I'd like to introduce myself. So my name is Hayley Rod and I'm the product marketing manager or one of the product marketing managers here at Easy Agile. And I have a great guest today, an old friend of mine. But before we kick off with the podcast, I'd like to say an acknowledgement of country. So here here at Easy Agile, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we work and we live. We celebrate the diversity of Aboriginal people and their ongoing cultures and connections to the land and waters of New South Wales. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their contribution to the development of this tool. And now to our guest, Kate Brody. Kate is an old friend of mine from here in the Gong or Wollongong if you're not from this region and has been very successful in her pursuit of a career in tech. So a little bit about Kate. Kate is the director of digital AI and CCAI programs at Optus. Kate is now based in Sydney, Australia, and is a leader in AI, digital and new emerging tech. Kate is responsible for Optus's AI digital portfolio and chapter, working in an agile environment every day. Today, Kate leads the development of new products to take to market and scale with teams in an agile environment advocating for a build, measure, learn culture. Most recently, Kate has been in charge of leading an enterprise first to market API consulting chatbot in Australia, compatible with Google Home. So obviously Kate is an extremely impressive person and I wanted to chat to her today about her career and also her role in an agile team. But beyond that, I wanted to touch on women in tech and leadership, something that Kate has spoke about recently with Vogue Australia. So thanks so much to Kate for joining us today. And I can't wait to share uh, some of the advice and the lessons that Kate has learned through her career. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kate. It's really wonderful to see you. So could you tell me a bit about, I guess, what your day-to-day looks like when you're at office? Yeah, thank you for having me. My day-to-day is quite varied. I would say that in my role, I'm very lucky to work with lots of different people, engineers, designers, business people, marketers, and 
more recently, a lot of different partners, including Google. So a lot of my day is working between different groups, strategically thinking about how we're going to continue to uh, create a particular vision and, and future together for our customers. And then parts of it are related more to the technology and how we're ensuring that we've got our teams performing at a level that will allow us to meet those goals. And yeah, day to day, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of different people. So when we were chatting just before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about, you know, your start in marketing and now you've moved over to tech. Can you tell me a little bit about how you don't want people to feel pigeonholed, I guess, in their careers or, or in their career path? Yeah, absolutely. I really believe that anyone can get into anything if they put the effort behind it. And so um, I really think that no one should ever put limits on themselves. For me, it was partly because I was surrounded by really great people who supported me in trying lots of different things. And I think the way in which you build your confidence and start to move between different disciplines is by getting your hands dirty and just having a crack. So I think it's important, particularly in this day and age, for people to be open and not really put strong um, defined titles on themselves so that they do have a sense of freedom to kind of move around and and try different um, roles because ultimately what is available today is probably going to look very different in 30 years time. So, yeah. And do you still consider yourself a marketer or are you something hybrid? What are you now? I would say that I am a technologist. I think that it requires the ability to have a bit of a marketing brain because you need to know how you're going to apply it in order to make a real impact, whether that's for customers Um, employees or commercially but definitely with a strong kind of technology digital focus now um, I wouldn't say that I would be purely seen as a marketer these days but um, definitely um, it's about having that broad skill set and I think marketing's um, critical to being able to create great products. Perfect. So when I think of AI, I think of self-driving cars, uh, someone who's very new to the tech industry, myself. Could you unpack, I guess, what AI means for Optus? Mm. I think that what you've just said is uh, shared by many. Artificial intelligence is just such a broad concept and it really is related to creating intelligent machines that can ultimately perform tasks or imitate behavior that we might consider human-like and so that can range from really narrow experiences like reading a brochure in a different language using AI to kind of read it in in the language that you can understand to kind of these macro experiences like you've just described with self-driving cars and and completely changing the way that we travel so I think that AI is such a broad term where it will mean different things for different groups. At Optus, it's about creating lasting customer relationships with people and 
allowing them to connect with others. And so where we use AI is in a variety of different places. It can be in our products themselves. So for instance, we just recently launched a really amazing product called Call Translate. And that's where in the call, you can actually interact with people in different languages on that same phone call. So breaking down those communication barriers that have existed before. So that's super exciting. And then there's other places where we're using it, for instance, in our sales and service functions so that we can more easily automate the simple tasks and give more time to our people to grow and create those types of relationships with our customers. So we're using artificial intelligence in many different ways, but I think it's really exciting and everything that we do, it's more driven about driven towards how can we create a better customer experience? It's not about the technology in of itself, which, which is what I really like about it. Yeah, nice. And it sounds like that, that call translation would just could have so many applications and have, like I'm even just thinking about in this COVID circumstance, you know, where you're trying to get a message across to people to stay home and all those sorts of things, like, wow, okay. Yeah, and there's some beautiful stories of people who are, you know, not able to go home with their young kids, travel home to uh, their countries where their families are and so they can have the grandkids talking to the grandparents more easily as they're learning different languages so it's really cool wow that's beautiful so in your title there's i maybe assume it's an abbreviation but it's something that says ccai could you tell me what that is ccai stands for contact center artificial intelligence and it's actually a program of work that is used increasingly by different industries and refers to a particular product that Google is working with companies on. And so it's about reimagining your contact center. So traditionally today, banks, telecommunications companies, big organizations with lots of customers have a lot of customers that contact us regularly. And so this is a way of actually how do we use AI to increasingly get to a point where you don't need to reach out to us, but instead we're reaching out to, to you to better optimize your experiences with us. So that's a little bit more of a program piece that's attached to my title at the moment. Wonderful. So prior to your current role, we're just going to get into the agile space, which I know you're, you, you seem extremely excited about at Optus and it's had some, I guess, real big changes in the, or has helped some massive changes at Optus. Before your current role, what was your experience with Agile? My current role and my experience with Agile has evolved. So a couple of years ago, we rolled out Agile at a very large scale across our enterprise. So previously we had been using Agile in our IT teams for software development but we actually started to roll out, roll out Agile for product development. And I originally started as a product owner. So I was given a, a goal around creating a chatbot from scratch that would be supporting our teams. And with that, um, our Agile transformation involved 
breaking down the silos of divisions, so functional divisions, we started to merge into cross-functional squads and our squad was given the autonomy and the ownership to take on a particular initiative. And in my case, it was chatbot. And so I've actually experienced multiple roles within Agile, including as a product owner and as a chapter lead, which was where I looked after a particular craft of people who run across multiple squads in Agile. And now more recently, I, I, I've got squads that are working within my area to produce these products and these outcomes for us. My experience with Agile has been brilliant. The amount of impact that it's had on our company is incredible. So over the last couple of years, and this is pre-COVID, we had a big target around moving towards a really digital-led experience. And so we've seen our customers who used to choose digital around six, around 65% of our customers would choose digital a couple of years ago, and now it's more like 85%. So these big swings have come as a result of, I think, be breaking down those silos and working in a more agile way. Just on that, I think what I like about agile is that it's not about showcases and stand-ups. It's actually about the culture that agile allows for. So I think it allows for a lot more ideas and innovation because you have this mix of people who didn't traditionally sit with one another um, being together and then also you can just deliver faster because you can cut through a lot of noise by working together and the last piece I think is definitely that ownership and accountability for, for driving an outcome as opposed to uh, delivering a piece of the puzzle I think yeah Agile's been massive for us. So and you said that it was a big rollout across the organisation. So does that mean that everyone within Optus works within an Agile framework or is there still sections that I guess don't employ Agile? There are areas of the business that aren't completely Agile at this point in time. And I think they're areas of the business that make sense. So sometimes in research and the like, you need to have a bit more freedom to sit back and ideate, although they would adopt principles of Agile so that they time box ideas and the like. From a delivery perspective, most of the organization has transformed into Agile delivery. Wow. So it sounds like your customers would be seeing a, a lot of value from the organization transforming to Agile. You said before that, you know, there was a lot of people in your life who allowed you to do things you felt confident in your ability because I guess they helped you get there. So has there been uh, a mentor that I guess you look back on in your career or even now that has had an impact on where you are? I think that I've had a lot of different people who have been my mentor at different stages and who I would call upon now. So I like to probably not have one mentor, but sort of look at the variety of people and their different skills and take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, um, learn from this person on a particular area. There have definitely been some people who stand out. And so, you know, early on, one of the things that was really useful for me was being supported by a particular general manager who 
basically sort of pushed me into digital and technology and sort of I was just very fortunate that he believed in me and said you can run this area I had never really been exposed to it this is 10 years ago when, when digital was still sort of seen as a as more of a complementary area as opposed to core to a business. And by him supporting me in having a go at everything, that's been, you know, that's actually one of the most pivotal moments I would say in my career, like very early on, that's that's really led the way for me to increasingly get into the area that I'm in today. And along the way, obviously, there's been many people who have made a huge contribution to where I'm at and they're both in my career but also outside so people that you play sport with people that you just have that you share different stories with I think that often you take a little bit from everyone and hopefully you give back something to those people too yeah I'm sure you do so is there any you know, looking back on all those people that you've had throughout your life who have helped you get to where you are, is there is there a piece of advice that might have stuck with you that you could share with us? There's lots of different advice. I think one of them is no risk, no return. I really do think that you have to have a crack. You have to put yourself out there. The things that have always been the most satisfying experiences have been by having a go at something that I haven't done before. So I think no risk, no return is something that I definitely subscribe to. And then in terms of some practical advice, particularly as as a female, I think, in your career, something called the assumptive close, which is a sales technique around almost not asking if someone would like something, but sort of implying that they would, I actually would say that I use that technique not to necessarily directly sell to someone, but in everything that I, that I do. And I would really encourage most people to use it. It was some early feedback in my career and it's been quite useful along the Mm. way. Yeah. I was like, after working in real estate for a little while, I think a lot of real estate agents also assume the sale, assume the sale. So and it just, it, I think it can help with the, the confidence and, you know, going in there and I guess almost putting yourself in a position of power in the conversation when you assume you've got this in the bag. So, yeah, it probably comes naturally to some people more than others, myself included. But, you know, I, I you know, would struggle with that. But that's a really good piece of advice. So, yeah, I'm sure that it will be helpful for a lot of people who are listening to the podcast now. So, what about what's your proudest moment as a leader there at Optus so far? Uh, I know that you're in Vogue recently. That's an amazing moment. And as a you know, as a, a person who's known you for a really long time, that was a proud moment for me to see someone that I'd known do that. But for you, what what's the proud moment? Thanks, Elsa. I think probably my proudest moment is when. When I've launched something large, so recently we launched a large piece of technology that will change the experience for our customers. But it wasn't as much the launch as it was looking around me and seeing the people that are there with me doing it. And there are 
quite a quite a few amazing people that I get to work with and having sort of started with a few of them in the early days a few years ago where we were sort of spitballing ideas and we had no products to now having large products that make a real impact to Australian consumers and to our business it's those moments where it's actually the team around you that it's most proud of is just the high engagement and the drive and the culture that we've created where people want to work in this area and we all enjoy um, enjoy creating these experiences together so I think definitely I'm most proud of the team culture and environment that we've set yeah yeah, sounds amazing. We're lucky enough here at Easy Agile to have, I guess, the same, you know, a culture that you can be proud of as well. So I can understand how it can be, you know, something that makes a huge impact every day. So we're getting close to the end of our time together, but again, I guess I wanted to touch on a bit of gender diversity. So how does gender diversity benefit tech companies? What do you think? I think diversity in general is going to benefit any business and particularly technology businesses because it's imperative that you have a representation of the of the population and the people that will use your technology and the experiences that you're trying to create so I think that it's only by ensuring that we are tapping into the entire talent pool that we can represent people and and represent customers but also we're going to get the best ideas and so mm. that's gender diversity but also culturally and in every sort of facet the more that we can tap into the entire talent pool the more we'll create better experiences better technology solve more of the world's problems and capture more opportunities mm. fantastic and last question what advice would you give a young woman hoping to enter the, the tech industry or, or, or a tech company? I would say go for it. I would say don't ever put limits on yourself and speak up, learn as much as you can and, and get your hands dirty because it's through that kind of confidence, or sorry, it's through, through working with lots of different people and and creating things with people from scratch that you'll gain your confidence as well and always ask don't sit there waiting for someone to sort of tap you on the shoulder ask for that new opportunity ask for the salary increase ask you know it it won't hurt I promise (laughs) that's a good advice what's the worst they could say no exactly no yeah yeah and that's fine (laughs) or they might say yes and then you know that's awesome too okay well thank you so much Kate for your time that was really wonderful it was wonderful to catch up but it was also wonderful to hear from someone who's so young in their career has it has also done so much and who has you know reached some amazing goals has a team behind them And I think that there's so many people who will watch this, uh, myself included, who will learn a lot from you. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.